Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to episode 412 of Geek Town Radio. I'm your host Dave and with me this week is... To infinity and beyond! Matt, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, David. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's been a couple of weeks since you've been on. What have you been up to? More than I realised when I wrote out this this list, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, which is good, I suppose. So last time I was on, I'd, I'd started One Piece. I'd seen the first yes. uh, couple of episodes. I've now finished it. Eight episode first season. Been renewed for a second season, which is good, considering Netflix, but we don't need to get into that. Um, I found myself getting emotionally invested, which was... Yeah. Nice. Which was which was good. Very very good show. Ton of fun. Uh, really liked a lot of the characters. Grew to sort of. It, it was interesting because as the characters grew to like each other, because they don't at the start, because they jokingly say they're not part of a crew, even though they definitely are. <laughs> um, there's a lot of scenes in like the early episodes where uh, Yuffie. Um, turns around is like hey me and my crew and they're like no we're not a crew and it's like you are you're becoming <laughs> a crew obviously uh, so it's got that fun sort of pirate part to it that was quite good kind of reminded me a little bit of because I don't really sort of watch a lot of pirates things apart from maybe Pirates of the Caribbean and obviously that's been a good few years of how fun some of that stuff can be yeah. Um, I know you've just had like Skull and Bones has just sort of come out and you had the Assassin's Creed games which had parts of those but there's not a lot of pirate things around really so it was kind of interesting to sort of go back to that obviously this is much more you know family friendly and fun but um, found it to be really good uh, there's a couple of really great sort of villain characters that Yuffie gets very challenged by and the group all have to figure out because each each villain they come across is like good at doing different stuff and it's like okay what, what can they do how do we sort or challenge them and then our crew have all got sort of different ways that they fight and stuff as well so that was that was really quite good so um yeah ended in a really brilliant place for season two it would have been really a shame if they'd cancelled it because it ends <laughs> it ends with sort of a lot of um you kind of check in with each character and you see clearly what their intention is next and stuff uh, just for a bit of curiosity as well um because i remember i said that they put three random episodes of the anime on netflix i just checked it out just to see i checked out about five minutes of it just to see sort of what it sounds 
sounded and looked like compared to live action. So I thought that was interesting to do for for a little bit. But uh, no, very good. Have you checked out any of it yet? No, I started watching the first episode and then got distracted by something and haven't got back to it yet. It is on my long list of things that I need to go and uh, catch up with because I did rather Mm -hmm. enjoy the bit that I actually saw, but I need to sort of go and dive back into it at some point. So I will go and do that at some point. Nice. Uh, So yeah, it's been renewed season two and I think it's this week that we get um, Avatar. I've heard a little few things about the Avatar thing. They've changed a couple of things, but hopefully it'll at least be very good and keep at least some people happy. I know that's very difficult to do, but um, hopefully that's good at least as well. The X-Men animated series, um, I'd seen a lot of buzz about this because, well, last week Marvel decided to go crazy and announce a load of really, really cool things because they said, hey, Madam Web's not doing very well. Let's announce a bunch (laughs) of cool Marvel stuff. They put out the trailer for, I think it's X-Men 97, which is like a sequel series to uh, the actual 90s cartoon. Um, I've seen some bits and bobs of it, but I thought I'd sit down and watch it properly. It's all on Disney+. Plus. I thought there was going to be loads and loads of it there's quite a bit of it but a nice sort of amount to get through got up to episode four yesterday um very different compared to what we get now of course different quality different time that sort of thing there's a few different members to the x-men i thought there was going to be uh, you basically got gene cyclops wolverine beast another character i can't remember the name of. we've got professor x magneto both in there and a few others as well but i was kind of wondering where, where a few of them were but maybe some of them will pop up later definitely deals with very heavily with the conflict between professor x and magneto that's sort of at the forefront you get the sentinels in there which is quite good uh, it was kind of just good to be back watching something x-men related because i i think it was 2019 wasn't it dark phoenix came out and obviously they did, did the whole merger thing they've been sorting all that, that out we know we're going to get them in the mcu and deadpool's going to come along and obviously wolverine and stuff so it's been a long time since i've even seen anything x-men related which is which is interesting because you kind of forget how how major of a group they are for marvel i mean you've got the avengers you've got the guardians you've got obviously fantastic four and you've got the x-men those are pretty much the main four that was quite good again a little bit off in terms of you know the old quality stuff but that's that's absolutely fine i understand it's an an old show but i did really enjoy them almost five episodes in i think i'm just gonna keep watching it but i i quite enjoyed it so far i have a feeling at some point i've seen some of the cartoon but i wasn't sort of watching it religiously back in the day so i'm sure i've seen some episodes of it it is one that i should seems like a nice good one to stick on while you're eating or something like that so uh so i might go and start watching some of that given that uh as you said they dropped the trailer for the new episodes of that which is called X-Men 97 and that's coming 20th of March. I might go and watch through some of the uh, the older ones and just sort of to catch up where they yeah. are with it. It's it's really interesting that they've that's become such a huge thing because I, I mean I don't remember how big the original cartoon was but apparently it was extremely popular. So yeah, that's sort of what I've found out as well over the last week. Yes. Because so, I know that that was really big. Obviously you got the Batman series, you got the Spider-Man stuff. So a lot of those 90s, not 90s cartoons were like really, really big. So it's mm-hmm. interesting to see what, because we're going to get a new Spider-Man thing. I know it's going to be a bit different, but we're going to get a new one of those. Yeah. And then uh, come and what's happened with it, but there is a new Batman thing, isn't there as well? Yes. So, so that's been quite good. Uh, watch the new Jack Whitehall stand-up. I can't remember the actual name of it, but uh, it's, it's the newest one that's, that's on there from Jack Whitehall. I would probably say if you would ask me 
five, six or so years ago, I probably would have said my favorite comedian was Ricky Gervais. He's, let's just say, changed a little bit since the last time I sort of checked in with him. Um, but uh, that's, that is what that is. Uh, but I've liked Jack Whitehall for a long, long time. I remember going through, I think the last thing I watched from him was maybe Bad Education. And then he's done some stand-up since then. Obviously, he's done uh, Travels with Father as well. So that's been really good. Did a really, really good job with this one. It's Obviously, it's interesting with what comedians do now in today's day and age, considering there's a lot of conversation around old comedians can't make jokes because society's too you know sensitive and all this kind of stuff. And I've kind of had an interesting week in terms of this because I watched this and I watched Ted, which the prequel TV series for that. Now, not to say that Jack White was anything like the comedy from Ted, obviously that's the Seth, Seth MacFarlane stuff, but this angle of, oh, you can't do comedy anymore because if you say anything, you'll offend mm-hmm. everybody. Now, both, I know this is covering quite a lot of stuff but both from that and the entirety of season one of Ted I wasn't offended by a single thing mm-hmm. there was subjects and topics that were brought up now obviously with the case of Ted that's scripted characters that they have the lines that they have that's that's a bit different but certain topics still get brought up it's just the way Jack handled them and he he tackled them sort of from the other side which I thought was was very very good not everything completely massively made me laugh which was fine but he did some really really good stuff in there I was going to come on here and like recap up a couple of the, the the jokes there was so many I can't even remember sort of like yeah. specific ones but there was a lot a lot of really really good ones that he did still loving what he's doing and it's inter- interesting the point in his life that he's done this one because one of the things he brings up he's got I think she's called Roxy his yes. uh, wife or, or, or girlfriend Go- girlfriend girlfriend I think although they are having a kid together so yeah 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 they, they, they've done that and he jokingly goes on about this part of like oh no you, you can't do this sort of like reckless behaviour that you used to do but then he's had sort of this awakening of okay you kind of had that life you can still go out and stuff like that but you now need to kind of become more mature and become more sort of you know yeah that that, that, that sort of thing and this realization he kind of had but he tackled that really well as well and threw in a few good jokes towards that uh, but there was loads and loads of good stuff in there he does bring up his mum and dad and they do make a very very small appearance which I thought was yes it was quite good but I know people really love his dad because of how funny and stuff he is so really good you like Jack Whitehall, don't you? Yes, I do. And uh, I have seen this this latest stand-up's called Settle Down, which is That's it, yeah. the, the subject matter pretty much of all of it because of the fact that he's having a kid and, you know, he's got his long-term girlfriend and all that sort of stuff. And he talks about getting a dog and how that was preparation mm-hmm. for the child <laughs> and all this sort of thing. I really, really like this stand-up. I thought it was very funny. I totally agree. I mean, it is entirely possible to make very, very funny stand-up without offending people. And I'm of the opinion that stand-ups should be allowed to say what they want to a certain extent, you know, and people do get overly sensitive about things and some people will take things completely out of context as well, but I thought Jack did a brilliant job of doing this and uh, I mean, Roxy comes in for some stick throughout the entire thing (laughs) which is just hilariously funny and his parents and himself I mean, he's making fun of himself quite a lot throughout this. It's really really good. I am very, very much enjoyed that stand-up. I mean, all his stand-ups have been really good. He's got like four or five up on uh, Netflix now, but uh, the yeah, latest yeah. one's a great addition. Now that I'm thinking back, two of my kind of favourite parts, now I won't spoil the actual specifics of the joke, but the, the Piers Morgan Transformers thing I thought was brilliant. <laughs> uh, you know, he talks about the mermaid, like all the science of that, and he's like, here's a talking crap. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. Yeah. I think what, what he did, and it, this kind of happened a little bit in Ted as well, rather than, okay, let's say you've got 
the subject of gay people or black people or trans people or any of those sort of subjects that are considered sensitive or offensive. If you use the idea of what that is, but don't attack the subject and make a joke about attacking it, mm-hmm. but something that happens to like the Transformers thing, right? That was a yeah. great way of sort of doing that or the whole old mermaid can't be black in Little Mermaid and then yeah, hey, yeah, here's yeah. a talking crab. That's a really great way of doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, we can't talk about this at all. It's like, no, you, you kind of can. You can use the subject, just there's no need to attack it. And I just don't understand with certain, let's put in quotation marks, comedians, this idea that rather than trying to make your joke specifically funny, you sort of try and aim it to be more offensive and then use that as an excuse of like, oh no, but this is how we were doing it. And there's there's a smarter way to go about that stuff, I yeah. think. Yeah. So I think Jack does a very good job of that. So last thing I'm going to mention and play through Last of Us 2 again, not to the surprise of nobody, uh, this is because of the uh, new remastered version on PS5, uh, which by the way, it doesn't, for, for those of you thinking, oh, we, another Naughty Dog $70 game, it's a cheaper version because the game's a bit newer. Essentially, this time they've done a little bit of graphical upgrades, not that you can do that much to it. They've done some like fidelity stuff and those sorts of things. The main thing for me was they put the haptic feedback in, which was uh, obviously on the DualSense controller. Uh, they put in a brand new mode called Return. It's sort of like a roguelike survival thing, which uses the gameplay really well and some really creative options. So I'm going through my first playthrough. There's a couple of other ones I've got planned. I'm going to do some other bits and pieces, but it was interesting, obviously, coming away from season one last year which covered the first game and then this has come back out i'm sort of trying to go through and think like okay where are they going to make you know trim things down where are they going to cut stuff what are they going to keep in and there's not much so far because the game's so good (laughs) there's not much so far where i've sort of gone through sections of the game or whatever and thought oh yeah you can cut this out you can trim this down but then i don't really have the mind of sort of which of these parts could work for tv but then when we get around to seeing the second season which will be the first part of the game we can sort of slowly realize oh yeah you can trim this down this works better for the tv side of stuff but there's there's a lot in here there's a lot in this game uh, on this seventh playthrough i'm just past the halfway mark for those of you that don't know the second game is twice as long as the first one because the first one's really just kind of this story not to like play it down or, or anything but it's a lot more of a simpler kind of these two go across the country for these reasons meet people along, along the way and stuff there's loads more characters in the second game it's, it's twice as big there's like loads of stuff going on so it's very very good as well but yeah just trying to figure out like okay which parts are they going to keep and sort of cut away yeah. from the show and, and new parts that they're going to add in because the first season kind of added yes separate episodes to people and i'm i'm looking forward to seeing because there is so many new characters if you decide to do that with a few of them so mm-hmm. we'll see that's what I've been up to, David. How about you? I finished Percy Jackson and the Olympians, which is the Disney Plus series, which is coming back for a second season as well. Really rather enjoyed it. I, I kind of put it off for a long time because I was sort of, uh, I don't know whether I, I kind of want to watch this or not. But yeah, really, really enjoyed my time with that show. It is very Harry Potter. If you're a Harry Potter fan, I'm sure this will be up your street. I, I know there are probably Percy Jackson fans that hate that comparison and I'm sorry but to me it is it's sort of rather than being magic you're dealing with Greek gods and he is a demigod and and that's the sort of point but it all set or starts off at this camp where all these demigods are sort of sent and then they go on an adventure 
from there. So there is a sort of Potter-esque feel to it, uh, mm-hmm. I, I would say. But I thought it was really well put together. It's a really fun little series, a very, very likable lead cast. Some great little cameos in there as well who are playing some of the gods. You've got Toby Stevens that pops up in there. Lim manuel Miranda pops up in there. And the first time you see him, you go, you're kind of looking at it going, wait, is that Lin-Manuel Miranda? What what's he doing in there? And uh, the wonderful Lance Riddick also makes an appearance in it. But sadly, of course, passed away in March last year after they finished filming this. And he also appears in the subsequent books. So he's supposed to be back in the subsequent series. The showrunner of it has come out quite recently, says he's effectively just in denial that he's going to have to recast that role because, you know, the character of, he plays Zeus and the character of Zeus is in the future books and has a larger role, I think, in the later books as well. So I don't think they've actually done anything about recasting it yet, but they are going to have to. And uh, I mean, I, it's just such a shame that we lost him last year but they are going to have to uh, recast that role it's a fun fun series as i say if you're a potter fan i think this will very much be up your street Uh, i've really really quite enjoyable have you watched any of this i haven't no i didn't realize how uh, again same thing you you said with x-men i didn't realize how quite big percy Mm -hmm. jackson was i've seen a lot of twitter talk a few more youtube videos popping up than i kind of expected i kind of thought that this would not fall by the wayside but just be this quiet sort of thing on the side but people that have actually seen it which isn't like tons and tons of people but the people i have seen that have seen it said they really really loved it and it was Mm -hmm. really just kind of fun and stuff so that's good yeah Yeah. i mean they did a movie version which didn't go down particularly well i think the problem being that you're trying to compress a entire novel into one movie can be a problem sometimes and i don't think they did it particularly well and i think they made some alterations that it just it just didn't land the tv series i think has been a really good format for it they've done a really nice job with it so uh, yeah it's on Disney Plus it's worth going to check out that first season there is a new show coming up this week which I have seen the whole of as well because I interviewed some of the cast and crew for it it's called Constellation it's a new Apple series it's sci-fi-ish but really it's more of a sort of psychological conspiracy thriller there there are sci-fi elements to it but it's a bit more grounded in some respects than that stars Nomi Rapace from Django and Jack Ryan and Jonathan Banks is also a prominent character in it from of course Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul Rapace plays Joe who is an astronaut who returns to Earth after his disaster in space only to discover that key pieces of her life appear to be missing there is something slightly off with everything it's also got james darcy in it who you'll know is jarvis from agent carter he's also in the oppenheimer movie uh, william collette is in it as well it's written by peter harness who wrote episodes of willander and war of the worlds and some doctor who it's got some good directors behind it it looks really wonderful thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable series i actually interviewed james and william to the cast members a few weeks ago i should say to them it's one of those shows that i because i i could binge through the whole thing because they sent me the entire series to watch 
the three episodes are going out first, but it is one of those shows which I think is going to get people talking because they end each episode on some really good cliffhangers and it's going to be a bit torturous waiting week to week, but in a good way of waiting sort of week to week for the uh, next episode to drop. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, very clever, very compelling, extremely well put together. Called Constellation. It's coming out on the 21st of February, which is this Wednesday. It will be up on Apple TV with the first three episodes and then it's going out weekly. So uh, I would urge you to go and check that one out. It's a really, really solid show. Uh, See Jonathan Banks playing an interesting character in this as well. So it's nice to see him in something other than Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, which is, I think, what everybody knows him from. The other thing which was this week is, of course, the BAFTAs. So just quick mention of that. Oppenheimer basically cleaned up at the BAFTAs. I don't think that's had a home release yet, you know, and it's been ages, given how quickly hmm. things usually turn around. Now that, you, now that you mentioned that, I haven't seen it anywhere, um, uh, like on Amazon places and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, 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 mean, saw, I saw Wonka pop up, I, I think. That might have been for pre-order. I remember Barbie being that way because I, I watched it at home. But yeah, weird. Now that you yeah, mentioned that, I yeah. Don't, don't think it's had a streaming release in the UK yet. I don't think it's had a paid or free release yet, which given how long it's been out, I'm quite surprised by that. But uh, I've been keeping a sort of eye out for it, but I haven't seen it anywhere yet. That did incredibly well. I think it got seven in total, but it picked up some of the big ones. It picked up Best Film, Best Director for Chris Nolan, Best Leading Actor for Killian Murphy, Best Supporting Actor for Robert Downey Jr. as well, Best Cinematography, Best Editing... Poor Things did quite well as well, which is this weird one. It's kind of a Frankenstein sort of idea of uh, somebody takes a baby's brain and puts it into a woman's body. That picked up a number of awards as well for production design and makeup. And uh, some of the, I think uh, Emma Stone won for lead actress as well on that one. There's some good, interesting films that came out of the BAFTAs. So uh, yes, that was all announced yesterday. Uh, In terms of films I have actually been watching, I watched uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which is the seventh film in the Mission Impossible franchise. It's out now on Sky Cinema for free. So Tom Cruise, Ving Rhames, Simon Pegg are all back, and they're uh, dealing with a rogue AI this time around. They're joined by Hayley Atwell, of course, Agent Carter from the MCU. Loads of action, ton of just incredible stunts, as there always is in the Mission Impossible <laughs> films. Really good fast-paced plot. Because it's part one, it does end in a slightly weird way because it doesn't kind of fully resolve anything and they're going to continue it with the next movie. It's really quite funny throughout the entire thing. There, it's, It reminds me almost of those sort of Brosnan-era Bond movies. There's, there's some of that sort of jokiness action jokiness stuff in there as well I thoroughly enjoyed it though I would say it's probably one of the best films out of the MI franchise I really really thought they just nailed it this time around really good the balance of humour and action I thought worked really well Haley's great and a wonderful new addition to the cast for that really really enjoyable have you caught that yet? No I've only seen the first one I did it for uh, the most recent classic review season season oh, 6 oh right okay so Gosh, you've got... I can't believe I've done 6 of those um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah I, I caught it for that and I quite enjoyed it. It was on, I guess it's called Channel 4 now. They they had those up at that point in the summer so I, I watched the first one. Cool, yeah. Which again, he doesn't look that much older in, yes, in this no. new one, I suppose. Man does not age. The first three movies are quite interesting because they're sort of different directors and very different styles. It's not really until the fourth movie oh, right. where it starts to solidify 
tie into kind of, you know, the fourth, fifth and sixth and seventh films. Those are much more of a similar kind of vein. The first three films, they were working out kind of what direction they wanted to go and what they wanted it to be. And it's not really until the fourth movie. I mean, they're great films. I've nothing against those movies. They're really, really good movies. But the sort of standard setup and the more formulaic setup that they have doesn't really land until the fourth film, which has got the team, which has got Vin Reigns and Simon Pegg in it. And that's sort of what it becomes moving forward. Really, really enjoyable. It's up on Sky Cinema if you want to catch that right now couple of games i've been playing as well there's one called forever skies which is out on early access it's basically subnautica but in the sky rather than being underwater is sort of essentially what it is if you uh, know the game subnautica first person post-apocalyptic survival game you've returned to earth which has been ravaged by an ecological disaster you've got this um customizable airship base which you've got to sort of build and add on to and you sort of home your workshop your laboratory and you're flying around sort of above the surface of the earth you're dealing with various dangers scavenging resources and all that sort of stuff and you're hunting for viral pathogens as a way to cure this mysterious illness which is just covered and ravaged and destroyed the environment on earth it's only in early access at the moment so the full story isn't up there but it's also only 20 quid i think so i think there is going to be a full version of that they've also got it exclusively coming to the ps5 as well they've done a deal with uh, playstation to to have it come out on the ps5 and it'll be on pc on steam as well so you can get it on steam right now i don't think the ps5 version is out yet anyway but that's called forever skies worth checking out the other thing i've been looking at is a older game called grounded which if you've not seen that yet it's essentially honey i shrunk the kids the video game is pretty much what it is so you're shrunk to the size of an ant by someone you're in a backyard you have no memory of how or why you were shrunk and you must survive by building bases and equipment from things that you find well so following along the story to find a way to make yourself bigger again it's from obsidian entertainment who are the geniuses behind the brilliant brilliant south park games knights of the old republic 2 fallout new vegas so they've got like an amazing track record of obsidian thoroughly thoroughly enjoying playing through that it has been out for a while and they've had a number of updates i played it a while ago and then have now stepped back into it because they had quite a lot of updates and I, i wanted to actually sort of play through the full thing because it was in early access for quite a long time that's called grounded it's out it was on the microsoft game pass thing i think i don't know whether it still is but uh, i got it on steam but it's really really enjoyable that game and uh, you i think you can play it in multiplayer as well for people that like to do that sort of thing you can have i think up to four people playing on one map very very enjoyable have you tried that at any point i remember i did a couple of years ago i actually streamed it i think um i liked it i remember getting lost or so i can't remember it was a few years ago i got sort of lost in it or something um i like the idea and the concept though just kind of you know small people in the world and stuff it's a little bit what you've got going on with toy story i suppose these sort of little yes toys in in this world and things i would like more things to actually do that as well you got the old stuff like uh, small soldiers if you remember that as well yes. and a few other things but i might have to 
go and have a fresh sort of look at it. I know it did have some updates and stuff, so, so I liked the idea of it. Yeah, it is worth going to check out. I mean, it, it's I'm not sure exactly when it was released, but it has been out for a while and has had a number of updates for it. So uh, it is worth going to check that game out if you've not tried it. And it's on fairly cheap at the moment. And as I say, I think it is on the Game Pass, so I think you can get it there. Certainly it was a while ago. I don't know whether it's still on there now. I would think it still is because I think it's uh, Xbox Game Studios. Yes, game. I think it is. So uh, yeah. Yeah, it's Obsidian that make it, but I think you're right. I think it's an Xbox Game Studios thing. Yeah, go and check out Grounded. It's a really, really fun game. And go and check out Forever Skies as well if you've got access to Steam. So that's all the stuff we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. So we kick off the TV and film news with renewals, cancellations and pickups. There are some cancellations this week. Uh, the biggest one probably being Evil, the uh, Paramount series, which runs on Alibi in the UK. They've cancelled that with season four, which they actually completed filming last year. However, rather than leaving it on a cliffhanger, the bosses at Paramount gave them four extra episodes, which will start filming next month to be able to finish off the story. So at least they've done that. That, you know, so there's going to be four additional episodes which are going to be tagged onto the end of season four when that is released. It's sort of a short season five run almost, but um, mm. I'm glad they've done that and they're not leaving it just, you know, we've cancelled it and that's that. So I, I think that at least is something. I know there are a lot of people upset that that has gone. I did watch a few episodes of it. I quite enjoyed it, but wasn't quite my genre. It's more horror-y based and it's not really my thing. It's sort of horror version of the X-Files in some respects. Okay. With It's all it's right. sort of horror, X-Files, religion, that sort of thing mm. all kind of mixed into a big melting pot. I think you'd probably quite enjoy it if you've not caught it. Maybe, maybe. There's a few shows that you think sort of, okay, even if you don't give it a final season, just give these shows, like cancelled shows in general, I'm talking about just one more episode to kind of even if you don't massively finish off the ending just to sort out certain cliffhangers there's a good few shows we could probably name that had that last season ended on a really sort of nasty cliffhanger and you just think just at least clean up that part of it yeah um but I guess business is business. And even if it's just one episode, it still costs money. So, well, yeah, it's unfortunate. That's it. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, you sort of want them to have somewhere in a contract to say, you know, if we get cancelled, we get a 90-minute movie to finish Just one off. little last bit, yeah. yeah. just something that we... So if we end on a cliffhanger, we could kind of finish it off. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, that is cancelled. But as I say, they will actually have an ending to it. They did give them four more episodes to round it off. The problem with Evil has always been it started off as a CBS show, didn't get the numbers on CBS, it wasn't getting the live viewing numbers on CBS so they moved it to Paramount Plus where live viewing is not so much of a problem but it's Paramount Plus in the US it's Alibi over here unfortunately they've either decided it's too expensive or you know as we mentioned I think last week Paramount Plus are trying to cut money because they are potentially going to end up getting sold to somebody so they're trying to make cutbacks and this seems to be part of that unfortunately but yes that will be going after four seasons but it will have an ending there is a show called Tacoma F which has been cancelled by True TV after four seasons in the US. I don't think that's got a UK broadcaster, but just in case it does, I thought I'd mention it. And uh, there is a show called This Fool, which has been cancelled after two seasons by Hulu. That does run on Disney Plus over here. That will not be coming back after two seasons. Over in the UK, ITV has renewed The Mass Singer for season six, which I don't think comes as a great surprise to anybody because that's sort of their big Saturday night show at the moment. And it's been going down really, really well. I was watching The Last Leg this week, which was absolutely hilarious because Alex Brooker, who is one of the panellists on The Last Leg, was on The Masked Singer. He was revealed on The Masked Singer over the weekend, so this is a spoiler. But he was completely denying it was him. And the other two hosts were making fun of the fact that, you know, we're absolutely sure it's you. And he was going, no, it's not me. No, I'm not on it at all. <laughs> it's just very, very, very funny. But um, yeah, it turns out it was him. And uh, I mean, it was blatantly, obviously, him. I think and um, yeah that was just really good I don't really watch the show it's one of those things that I don't watch but it's so silly that I'm sort of glad it's out there I'd rather have that as a silly singing competition than something like X Factor I just think it looks mad and I'm sort it's of, a bit more there's a bit more creativity isn't there yeah and because it's celebrity things I think there is it's just like a fun sort of game show with some singing and stuff in it and uh, I like the fact that you know it, it's there and silly and fun and if you want to watch it great it's not the sort of thing that I generally spend my time watching but uh, it's massing it back for a sixth season uh, Dragon's Den has been renewed for a 22nd season over at the BBC as well so that will be coming back on Apple TV Plus Invasion has been renewed for a third season I've still got the rest of the second season to get through at the moment I haven't actually finished that yet but you've been catching up on this haven't you yeah I finished it when it came out uh, not a satisfying as the first season but felt felt like more of a continuate uh sorry extension of the first season rather than a second one but if it can sort itself out a little bit and come back for a strong third season i think it could be good it was interesting because i i follow these like different apple accounts on twitter and stuff you know just news and stuff and there were a lot of reports over a couple of weeks of oh it's filming but hadn't been officially right. officially renewed and i was like okay be careful now but it's good to see that it's been renewed for a third i don't know how many more seasons you can get out of that but obviously they have to solve the invasion first yes um so we'll, we'll see 
but I, I'm I'm glad it's not cancelled and it, it gets another chance to get back to being as good as it was. Right, yes. There is a show called Survival of the Thickest, which has been renewed for a second season by Netflix. It's apparently a comedy stars Michelle Buteau based on a book of her essays, apparently. Um, I have no idea what that is and I've never watched it, but uh, it has been renewed for a second season. And BBC has renewed Strike for season six and they are already filming The Ink Black Heart, which of course are based on the uh, J.K. Rowling novels uh, written under a pen name, but they are from her. It's been a good show that. Apparently the, the book some people were saying is a bit of a struggle to get through so that the TV series will be a bit better. But uh, generally <laughs> they've done good adaptations of those. I'm looking forward to that coming back. I think it's really good. In pickups and other news, uh, there was a little news story that dropped today. Foundation has restarted its production. It's going to, or is about to restart its production on March 6th. That's been a kind of an interesting one because it had started filming then, of course, all the strikes happened. So it started filming last year. So it's been quite delayed. They then were supposed to go back in February to the point where the cast and crew had already been done convening for the shoot and they were all told to return home because they had some issues with the budgeting and the physical production which delayed everything so people were like there and they went no go home we're not shooting until we've sorted all this out so they all went back but they're going back out again because it's all filled in the Czech Republic I think Uh, they're going back out again at the start of March and they will continue filming season three David S. Goya who is the sort of developer exec producer showrunner who directed a couple of the episodes is going to complete his outstanding writing and directing services, remain involved as exact producer, but will not be directing further episodes of season three, which was the previous plan. So they're looking for new directors to take over those slots, which he was supposed to be directing. I don't know whether that's a production issue or or what. I, I don't know what exactly the reason for that is. It filmed for a couple of weeks in spring last year and um, is now picking up filming again in March. So uh, it's pretty much a year delay on that so heaven knows when that actually will land well, yeah with a show like Foundation you've you just got to do it right there's a lot of stuff going on it's a very difficult show to make Yeah, uh, it's a very complicated show to make Yes, so don't rush it just take your time and I'm sure it'll be great yeah Sky have confirmed that the Kaylee Kluoku series based on a true story has been picked up in the UK for a second season they will be airing the second season of it it's not gone out yet and I don't think it even has an air date because it airs on Peacock in the US but I'm really glad that that's been picked up for a second season first season of that I absolutely loved I thought it was just wonderful worth checking that one out if you've not looked at that yet Twisted Metal now has a UK air date that's the Anthony Mackie series based on the video game 21st of March that's landing on Paramount Plus UK so you can check that out. SWAT has a uh, air date for the seventh and final season. That's Sunday the 24th of March. That's going to be landing on Sky Max and now. Just on a side note, Hollywood North News has an interview with Shamar Moore who plays Hondo in the series. So there is a video interview which you can go and find on their YouTube channel. That is quite interesting. Uh, Shamar pretty much talking about the fact that yes, it's the final season, although I really don't want it to be. And if this goes down and gets incredible good numbers you never know CBS might reverse their decision again but I think that's wishful thinking on his part but will probably be the final season of it unfortunately but swap back for season 7 Sunday the 24th of March there is some changing slightly with the casting as well 
Alex Russell, who plays Street, and Kenny Johnson, who plays Luca, both been switched to recurring roles from series regulars this season. I suspect that's a way of saving some money because money has always been the issue with that show. It just pretty much means that you're probably going to see a little bit less of those two characters in this season, unfortunately. It's a shorter run as well. I think it's, it's 10 episodes or something this season. SWAT, 24th of March for that on Sky. Star Trek Discovery Season 5 has a premiere date as well. Thursday, the 4th of April. That's landing on Paramount Plus with the first two episodes of the 10-episode final season. And Umbrella Academy Season 4 has six-episode season coming. That's 8th of August on Netflix for those final six episodes of that. I'm very happy to have Discovery back and see how they end that show. I think that's going to be an interesting one to see how they sort of manipulate that and where they leave it in the timeline and all that mm. sort of stuff. I think that's Yeah, what's great. left afterwards as well. Yes. Kind of thing. Yeah. Who's still sticking around and stuff. Be good to have Umbrella Academy back. Um, I didn't think the last season was as strong, but I think they're still in a position to finish off well with the final season. Star Trek Discovery, I still seem to like more than most other people, <laughs> uh, but I understand that's more my Star Trek show than other people's, uh, yeah. which is which is fine. But I'm looking forward to having both of those back. In terms of Twisted Metal, I'm curious about that one. I, that's the PlayStation 1 game, so I never did play, but I, I heard very good things about that show. It's just I'm sort of right on the edge of looking at what's on Paramount and thinking, okay, at some point I'm going to have to go back over there because there's a few shows built up, like the Star Trek, what's the other one called? Strangely one with, Spot, yeah, that one. Missed the last season of that. I didn't see the Kiefer Sutherland thing, and like Halo's still there. I don't I like that's yeah. that's still an option, and then obviously the Twisted Metal thing. So, but what I wanted to do with Paramount is wait until there's more than one show or something to go back to. So yeah. that might be the time for that. Yes, and I mean they did remove a bunch of things, of course. They removed Quantum Leap, probably being the one that upset most people. Uh, La Brea mm. still seems to be on there at the moment. Oh, and there's that Knuckles thing on the way. Oh yeah. Which I just remembered. Well. And uh, Top Gun Maverick, yes. I think, hopefully is still on there. I think it uh, is, For me yes. to watch, because I have seen the first Top Gun. That was very yeah. good. So I think that's the thing with Paramount+. Plus. I think it's one of those things that there are some good things on there. Uh, Mary Kingston, I thought, was great as well. I've watched all oh, yeah, that. that. There's so many TV um, shows. <laughs> and, and certainly if you like Yellowstone, there's like, what, four different Yellowstone shows that you can watch through on there. So there is still stuff on Paramount+. Plus. It's just they, they upset a lot of people by removing a bunch of content a couple of weeks ago certainly uh, Star Trek I'm watching through Halo season 2 right now and I mean I'm enjoying it it's not necessarily the best TV show out there and I know it's it's nothing like the video game but still quite enjoyable I'm finding that in other bits of news, finally, Marvel has confirmed the Fantastic Forecast. It's been a long, long, long time coming, this announcement. There was all sorts of rumours and talk of sort of who might have been cast in what role. Some of them seem to have been correct. Pedro Pascal will take the role of Reed Richards, playing in sort of the internet daddy, taking effectively another daddy role. Having done The Mandalorian and Last of Us, he is now going to be playing the um, daddy of the Marvel family. He's playing Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards. Vanessa Kirby is taking the role of uh, Sue Storm, the Invisible Woman. People will know her from things like The Crown and Mission Impossible franchise as well. She's in the Napoleon movie, which is on Apple as well. So, uh, you know, great actress. I think she's quite a good pick for Sue Storm. Evan Mossbacherick is playing uh, Ben Grimm, aka The Thing, recently appeared in The Bear. He's also appeared in Disney's oh, other yes. big franchise.
franchise. He was in Andor. Um, he's also been in things like The Dropout, Nosferatu, and was in The Last Ship, if you remember that show that used to run on Sky over here. Really enjoyed that show. It was great. So he's playing The Thing. And Joseph Quinn, he's playing Johnny Storm, aka The Human Torch, probably best known for his standout performance as Eddie in Stranger Things Season 4. Also appeared in Strike Lethal White. He was in Catherine the Great, uh, Le Miserable. Uh, he's in Gladiator 2 as well, that upcoming film. Across lots of things. But yeah, people know him as Eddie, basically, from Stranger Things. I think that was his big breakout role. That's the Fantastic Four. I, I think that's a pretty decent lineup, I would say. Yeah, Pedro being in another thing is not surprising. A lot of people love him playing another similar daddy sort of role. <laughs> yeah. he, he is the internet. His nickname is uh, the internet, internet daddy. Uh, yeah. Internet daddy, yeah, which a lot of people like. I'm not quite so familiar with uh, Ebon or Vanessa, but I'm aware of the things that they're in. As soon as you said that Ebon was in The Bear, I was like, oh yeah, because I, I haven't seen the show, but I've seen plenty of sort of clips yeah. and posters he's, and stuff. I so. think he's, he's not the lead. He's the owner of the restaurant, I think, in that oh, right. So That would be interesting. And Joseph Quinn isn't somebody I thought of as, as Storm, but I think he's going to fit that quite well. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how this one goes. Um, another very, next very, very big important thing for Marvel. But as I've been saying for ages, okay, phase four was, was what it was. It was a bit experimental, a bit different. But let's not all freak out because the big stuff's still going to come around. I mean, we got Deadpool coming out, which is going to be massive. You got you haven't even started on the X-Men yet, which there's loads of stuff you can do with that. Mm-hmm. I just think in terms of what's next for the MCU, like the, the big, big stuff, which obviously this is going to be a massive part of, they've still got loads of stuff to work with. And even just with the Fantastic Four, you can do, obviously you got Disney Plus, you can do stuff there. Like you said, being rumoured for not even months, but years. years. So, yes. so many rumours of this and that and the other. But I think this is a very good cast choice, yeah. Yeah, I'm really quite happy with this. And uh, it's interesting they announced this sort of a little bit after the Deadpool trailer dropped, which does make me wonder whether any of these are going to end up showing up in that Deadpool movie, because that Deadpool mm. movie looks absolutely bonkers. Kind of destroying that whole Fox Marvel universe in the most meta way possible by having him... <laughs> I mean, he's always talked to camera, but I mean, they, they, I mean, he even references a cinematic universe in the trailer. It says your little cinematic universe is going to be changed forever. There is like a 20th century Fox logo crashed in the background of one of the shots. It looks like it's just going to be absolutely insane and I'm well up for it. I, I rarely get out to the cinema, but that actually might make me go out to the cinema. I really like the look of that film. I think it's going to be absolutely superb. I'll say this now as a sort of, I know it's been a bit sort of rocky both for DC and for Marvel in terms of box office, but if Deadpool somehow doesn't make at least a billion, I'll be absolutely stunned because even it, that's even a case of, okay, even if you don't like Marvel, even if you're not into those characters, even if you're just into Hugh Jackman or just Ryan Reynolds or I don't know, you're a Wrexham fan or something, there's so many different <laughs> groups of people that should be interested in that film. Mm-hmm. And also just the fundamental idea of how long, especially Ryan and Hugh themselves, have wanted to do this for. Yeah. And these two specific people as well doing this thing, plus all the yeah. MCU connections and everything else, I should be massive. Uh, yeah. I actually forgot how good and how interesting the sort of fourfold breaking stuff is, especially when a character references that they're in a cinematic universe, like you said. That should be good. I saw some like fun speculation in terms of, okay, who 
could show up in that. Do you think Rob McElhenney makes a makes an appearance? Right. Give us a little cameo. That would be fun. <laughs> that that would be quite funny if Rob does pop up in some way, even if it's just kind of you know a five second shot to get killed. Just, some, by... just someone the t- Deadpool talks to or something. I don't yeah, know. that would be quite funny if that happened. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if that is the case. I just love the entire concept of ineffectively using Deadpool to destroy the sort of Marvel Fox universe. I think is a wonderful, wonderful idea. I'm really, really interested to see how they handle that. But that seems really good. Whether we'll see any of the Fantastic Forecast show up in that, but I do find it kind of interesting that they've announced this sort of immediately after that trailer dropped or day after or whatever. So mm. I don't know. It was just funny this week that even though Madam Web's not really got anything to do with the MCU, okay, it's still Marvel, of like that's done really, really, really bad, badly. Really badly. And then Marvel's like, okay, here's X Men, here's Fantastic Four, here's a Deadpool trailer. <laughs> We are yeah. still good. Yeah. That Madam Web movie is apparently hanging around about 13% on Rotten Tomatoes, described as an embarrassing mess by one reviewer and the worst comic book movie ever made by somebody else. Somebody been saying it's worse than Morbius, which is saying something because that got absolutely mauled. So, yeah, I mean, I've not seen Morbius and I've not seen Madam Web, so I can't comment directly myself, but not good, either of them, by the sounds of it. So, uh, yes, not going to be uh, going out to the cinema to see that I don't think mm-hmm. I should look at Morbius because I think it's available for free in places there so I should go and check that out in terms of Fantastic Four though just one last point so before cause this is next year isn't it I mean because we've only got one MCU film this year do you think they pop up anywhere before this film as like a teaser I don't know I mean Deadpool's the only thing I can sort of see them maybe appearing in unless they shoot an end credit thing for something else like one of the mm. TV shows or something I don't know Maybe. Really difficult to tell. Even if it's just, I guess, Pedro Pascal, Reed Richards, tease or something. Yeah, possibly. I think mm. that's the most likely person to show up is Pedro to pop up as a scientist in something, maybe. Mm. We'll um, see. On to TV shows. And uh, the CW has ordered a new series, which sounded quite interesting, called Sherlock and Daughter. It stars David Thewlis, who you'll know from things like Fargo and the Sandman TV show and the Harry Potter movie franchise a million other things. He is going to be the person under the Deerstalker playing Sherlock Holmes. And Blue Hunt is playing her daughter who was in the originals and New Mutants. It's a mystery thriller that puts Sherlock Holmes out of his comfort zone, mysteriously unable to investigate a sinister case without risking the lives of his closest friends. Enter America Amelia. After her mother's mysterious murder, she learns her missing father may be the legendary detective. Despite wildly different backgrounds and attitudes, the pair must work together to solve of a global conspiracy, crack her mother's murder and find out for sure if she really is Sherlock's daughter. Every Sherlock, of course, needs a nemesis as well, and they've picked the great Dugray Scott from Batwoman and Crime and, again, a million other things. I think he was in a Mission Impossible thing as well, but uh, he's going to be playing Moriarty. This new take is written by a guy called Brendan Foley, who's uh, worked on some various sort of kind of Nordic noir things, which is a sort of interesting background for tackling this kind of thing. It's a rare pickup for a scripted thing from the CW, which they haven't inherited from the previous pre-Nextstar ownership of the CW. It's I, I don't know whether they've actually ordered any other scripted shows since the ownership change, actually. So uh, this is hmm. kind of interesting. What's even more 
intriguing is it's going to air on Discovery Plus in the UK. I mean, beyond CW in the US, but Discovery Plus apparently is going to air it in the UK. It sounds like Discovery Plus is the platform that they're going to be targeting to eventually morph into a UK version of the Max service at some point in the future, but they can't do that until the deal for the HBO content runs out with Sky. So oh, there's always a deal to wait for. Yeah. Always some contract or something in the way. Uh, I think um, that runs out next year. Even more time to wait. Um, <laughs> we, we, we've needed a kind of Warner Brothers home because nowadays, if you think, okay, something Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, all right, go over to Disney Plus. But if it's like, oh, I want to find Zack Snyder's Justice League or a DC thing, or they're just all in different places. Places. I remember when HBO Max like first sort of started, and it was we have no idea where any of these shows are going to end up, and it just I don't know. It's 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 kind of frustrating. But in terms of this, I will be curious to see what it's like. The Sherlock Holmes stuff has been fairly good. From what I remember, I, I've enjoyed the uh, recent Henry Cavill, Millie Bobby Brown yeah. films, where she plays Enola Holmes in that series as well. So, but we'll see what this one's like. Yeah, I think this is going to be sort of different, interesting take on it. It's got great cast. I mean, Dugo Scott. Great. I don't know Blue Hunt at all, but um, David Thewlis, I think I can see playing Holmes really, really well. So I think that's quite a good cast behind it. As I say, we'll show up on Discovery Plus, which is a streaming service. I think you can get it free on Sky. I think it's part of the Sky package. If they were certainly giving away free memberships for a while for for that, I don't know whether they still are, but uh, yeah, you can get it on Sky and various other places as well. So uh, we'll have to wait and see for that. Don't know exactly when that dropped. It's probably going to be full season. So yeah, autumn 2024, I suspect that will drop. And the last bit, little bit of news we've got, uh, we mentioned a few weeks ago that there is a Suits LA pilot, which has been announced by NBC. So only a pilot, not a series. But uh, they found the lead for it. And it's going to be our old friend Stephen Amell is going <laughs> to be the lead in it. He's a uh, playing a character called Ted Black, who is a former federal prosecutor from New York who has reinvented himself representing the most powerful clients in Los Angeles. His firm is at crisis point and to survive, he must embrace a role that he held in contempt his entire career. Ted is a charismatic force of nature who puts his own needs above others. 15 years ago, the former New York prosecutor joined forces with his old buddy Stuart Lane to build an LA law firm that specializes in criminal and entertainment law. He's surrounded by a stellar group of characters who test their loyalties about Ted and each other whilst they can't help but miss their personal and professional lives. All this is going on while events from years ago slowly unravel, leading Ted to leave behind everything and everyone he loved. As you can tell by the sort of setup, it's not got any of the original Suits cast in it, certainly not at the moment. There is a connection back to New York, so there is a possibility that some of those people could show up should this get picked up to series. However, they're not involved at the moment. It's a spin-off in the same way of the sort of NCA and CSI franchises in that it takes a sort of similar idea but in a different city and slightly different situation. You've got a lead character that's got a slightly mysterious background and is running from something which was always kind of the setup for Suits. I think Stephen Amell is a really good choice for the lead for this. I think he is very charismatic and can take the lead in this very, very well. does mention that there are two main characters as well for this, just as there was for the original show. They haven't announced who's going to be joining him yet, but I think that would be kind of interesting to see who's cast as Stuart Lane, the other person that's involved in this. Yeah, I think this is an interesting next potential move for Stephen Amell. As I say, 
say it is a pilot at the moment, so it may not go to series. It's cool to see suits continuing, or not continue, but still have something in some way, shape or form. Uh, as we've seen from the Netflix surge recently, uh, people are still very interested. I've been tempted for a while to watch the original show. I don't know. Do you think I'd like the original show? I think you would. I think the writing's really, really good in it. Uh, I mean, it is sort of a very procedural kind of thing, but it does have a through story going throughout the entire run of it, basically. Hmm. Um, it's just very well written. The characters are really likable. It's very bingeable. I would definitely recommend it, certainly. Cool. Uh, but yeah, cool to see Stephen pop up in something. Obviously, uh, Heels got cancelled, unfortunately, which is a bit of a shame because they did have a bit of a fan base there. I liked, did, did you post some sort of, if I remember, joke about like him switch, switching one suit out for, for another yeah. or something <laughs> yes. with, with Arrow? So that's, uh, that's quite good. We'll see what this one is like. As I say, it is a pilot. Might not go to series. It's shooting right. yeah. next month. I think they're shooting in Vancouver because it's cheaper than shooting in LA even though it is based in LA there is a possibility that you know if it goes to series they may move the production back to LA it's just cheaper shooting pilots in Vancouver it depends whether they manage to land LA tax breaks which will make it cheaper to shoot in LA so they they might do that like Lucifer started off in Vancouver and then moved to LA even though that was an LA based show so uh, yeah we'll we'll see I have high hopes for this I I hope that they uh, bring it to series but we'll have to wait and see so that's all the news we've got for this week just some highlights for next week on tv highlights for next week we have uh star wars the bad batch the third and final season of that show lands on the 21st of february really really enjoyed that series really good narrative throughout great animated show sort of continuation of the stuff from rebels and the clone wars and it's sort of the third bit of of that set of shows very very enjoyable interested to see what dave filoni does next in terms of those sort of animated series good carry on of that storyline uh 21st of february for that constellation as we talked about earlier that land 21st of february on apple tv plus so go and check that one out avatar the last airbender as you mentioned earlier 22nd of february that live action series series lands on netflix orphan black seasons one to five land on itvx on the 22nd of february uh if you've not seen that groundbreaking series it is absolutely astonishing worth watching for tatiana Maslany's performance yeah even it. just for her yeah yeah just, or for just, the multiple of her yeah yeah it is an absolute tour de force performance by tatiana in that if you want to see great great acting and just groundbreaking acting go and watch her in that series it is absolutely astonishing orphan black seasons one to five itvx on 22nd of february for that the second best hospital in the galaxy this is an animated series that lands on prime video on the 23rd of february follows uh, dr sleech and dr clack aliens best friends and intergalactically renowned surgeons as they tackle anxiety eating parasites illegal time loops and deep space stis um there is a trailer kicking around for this as well uh it's called the second best hospital in the galaxy it looks very 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 silly it's an adult animated comedy prime video 23rd of february for that 
Under the Banner of Heaven, that lands on ITVX, which is an original limited series based on the true crime bestseller. It previously aired on Disney Plus, and I think you'll probably still find it on Disney Plus, but it is coming to ITVX for those people that haven't had it. That's on the 26th of February. And Shogun, the much-talked-about new version of Shogun, which lands on the 27th of February on Disney Plus, original adaptation of James Clavell's best-selling novel created for television by uh, Rachel Kondo and Justin Marks. A lot of excitement around this. The early reviews of it have been that it is pretty spectacular. Shogun, 27th of February on Disney Plus for that. Some good stuff coming out this week. You can go and check all those out across the TV channels. Uh, If people want to find you, where can they find you? They can head over to entertainmenttalk.org or podcast platforms on the same name, TV, games, films, May Night Podcast. Uh, May Night things have been a bit better recently on and off the pitch. There's a lot of movement going on. Uh, Won a few games in a row. Hoyland scoring some more goals, which is good. Um, Still a few problems here and there, but it's been mostly better. Uh, Speaking of the Madam Web thing, I did... Uh, not, not definitely not a review for it, but just, just a podcast talking about the Sony Marvel situation. It's called What Is Sony Doing? Which is the question that I pose. Talking about the, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Gaming Talk was still doing that. There's been some interesting stuff on the Microsoft side of things. Uh, did an analyzing television episode recently talking about the Amazon's ad situation, which I think there's now a lawsuit for. Not for me, but for Amazon. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yes, so there that, is. That's, yeah, so that situation's ongoing. So um, a few things going on, stuff coming up as well i've been streaming a bit more over on the youtube side of stuff and uh, putting up some game clips that's entertainment talk plays over on youtube uh that's me at the moment yeah so go and check matt out on entertainmenttalk.org uh, bex as we mentioned is um still on hiatus uh she's gonna be probably a few more months before she actually decides to come back to uh, do streaming she's taking a well-deserved break for right now so she's not streaming at the moment you can find her over on social media and that sort of stuff under trista bites but uh she's She's not really doing much online at the moment. And Daryl, you can go and find hollywoodnorthnews.net for all the TV series you love that are shot in Canada. You can also find that Hondo interview from SWAT if you want to go and check that out over there. For us, you can go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions or comments, email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website post. Find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook and Facebook.com forward slash geektown, YouTube, YouTube.com forward slash Geek Town, Blue Sky at Geek Town, Instagram at Geek Town UK, TikTok at Geek Town UK, and Threads at Geek Town UK. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye bye. Goodbye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.